At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It's another edition of The Edge here on VSIN. We've got a good show on tap for you today, as we always do. Brad Biggs going to be with us in 15 minutes. We've got a lot in the NFL draft to get to, a lot of news, notes, nuggets, reports, and where this draft might be heading. I was listening to a really great analysis uh, from the guys over at Pro Football Focus and um, talking about this rise from Trayvon Walker up the boards and mm-hmm. how really if you boil it down, uh, it might just come down to arm length as opposed to anything else. But we'll talk more about the NFL. Yeah, Brad Biggs, the uh, Bears beat writer for the Chicago Tribune, is going to be on. The Bears don't have a first-round pick, but Brad's doing mock drafts. He's got some insight into what's going to happen in the draft. And Trent Baalke, the GM for the Jaguars, does like defensive ends mm-hmm. and offensive linemen with long arms. And Aiden Hutchinson, not to say he's got alligator arms, T-Rex but, arms? But he's got, I think, 32-and-a-half-inch arms. Yep. Probably yep. about the same as yours. I mean, sure, why not? My <laughs> wingspan has been known to be uh, seven feet or longer. All right, but we begin, of course, uh, with the story of last night. Vegas Golden Knights going down in the shootout. No. Uh, the uh, NBA yesterday, and where do you begin um, other than with John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies? Now, John Morant's going to get a lot of credit. And, of course, last-second layup to give the Grizzlies a win in a 3-2 series lead. The dynamic guard, who, of course, is a star in the NBA, is going to get a lot of credit for everything that went down and the meltdown that was for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, 18 points in the fourth quarter, the last 13 for the Memphis Grizzlies. It was a great performance, great performance mm-hmm. from John Morant down the stretch for the Memphis Grizzlies. But I want to give some credit to a guy that I think you're going to be down with this. We're going to talk about all the points scored in the fourth quarter for John Morant and the final 13. How often do you see a dude snag seven offensive rebounds Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter? Brandon Clark and John Morant as a tandem yesterday were incredible. And Clark grabbing offensive rebounds. I think I went back and looked. I think they scored nine or 11 second chance points off of those seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter alone. Great performance by the young Grizzlies. Awesome. There might be 10 people on the planet who can answer this. Where'd Brandon Clark play college basketball? For the first time around, over the first school, San Jose State, baby. That's right. Started his career at San Jose State. Empty Uh, gyms, 10 people. The dude who dresses like a duck and has a giant stuffed French baguette is the only people that watched Brandon Clark at the beginning of his college career. Think about that. Job Morant from Murray State. Yep. And those two dudes were dominant on an NBA floor yesterday. They were great last night. And, uh, you know, our our buddy Doug Kazarian from ESPN really got burned on the under in the previous game of this series. We were watching it with him. He came back with the under again last night. And uh, so I said, you know what? That play made sense. I'm going to go ahead and play it under 231.5. And And we about got burned on that one because if that (laughs) game goes to overtime, you're screwed. 
and a great job by John Morant really to uh, to take the pass and go to the basket on the in, on the inbounds and a poor job by the uh, the T-Wolves to overplay him at that point and leave the lane wide open. Yeah. Ter- ter- terrible job on defensive execution by the T-Wolves, who have blown two games in this series. Oh, yeah, and they almost blew the other one, but you're right. You're, t- you're talking about the Timberwolves being down 3-2 in this series, both of them having big leads. The second game, the first game, of course, blowing two 21-point uh, leads in game three back at home, yep. and then this game where you're leading by, was it 12 when Carl Anthony Towns decided to shush the crowd in the fourth quarter <laughs> with about uh, seven, eight minutes left oh, to go, yeah. was feeling himself. Very immature. And this is also what's great about what, what happens. This is why I like the NBA postseason because you get to see the small little things that these coaches change and decide to go with. The closing lineup on the floor yesterday for the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks was guarding Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. That's how small they went. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, um, and a bunch of smaller guys out there with Brandon Clark being the biggest dude, and it was Brooks who was taking defense assignments on Carl Anthony Towns down the stretch. It was an incredible adjustment for them. It was just two shooters, John Morant, and Brandon Clark, and let, let's just go to work down here, down the stretch. And they were great yesterday. Absolutely well, great. I don't think you have to defend Carl Anthony Towns with a big guy. Not really. I think you, need, he plays. you need a stronger, more versatile 6'7 guy can do it because he doesn't play like a big guy. Yep. So, so the uh, I think the, the Timberwolves, and like, look, uh, if they had the stat yesterday on the broadcast, I think it's, it was like 82.2% all time. Uh, the winners of game five, or yeah, game five, uh, go on to win the series mm-hmm. uh, 82.2% of the time. Uh, the Timberwolves, who are likely to lose this series, have nobody to blame them but themselves because they had a they had an upset in this series. When you have multiple twenty one point leads in a game and you don't win it, when you have a late double digit lead in the fourth quarter over a team and you don't win it, you could have been on to the next round if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. Instead, yeah, I hear you. you but what's the NBA three. all about? You have to have a veteran point guard and yep. mature leadership because it's all about closing out games. T Wolves don't have that, so you can't be that surprised that they blew it, right? Yeah. That's fair, but uh, this uh, it was a good game. It was an awesome finish, uh, but and I tend to kind of like I don't I don't want to say I poo poo things, uh, but the love for John Morant is deserved. But I also think we need to remember like this game, Morant's going to get remembered, not Clark. Clark mm-hmm. was freaking awesome yesterday. Oh, the no tap doubt. outs were fantastic. So Morant and the uh, Grizzlies move on. Uh, they uh, they move on to a three two series lead, I should say. And they move on to play Minnesota Timberwolves to look to stave off elimination back in Game Six at home. So we'll see. There are some who uh, laid a game and a half with Memphis. That's still, of course, alive here if they can win this game and win this by six. Now, yesterday, for the most part, uh, relatively uneventful. But I think the other thing that we're uh, worth touching on before we move on from the NBA uh, would be that the Phoenix Suns. Uh, got to win 112 to 97. Uh, I was on the Pelicans yesterday. Don't get the cover. And sometimes, you know, we always break this down, right? And like, hey, man, it's simple as make or miss. It's also sometimes as simple as role players getting back home, Matt, and uh-huh. playing a little bit better than they did in road situations. Mikael Bridges yesterday, 12 of 17 from the floor, 4 of 4 from three point range, had 31 points. But to me, it was about the other guys who hadn't showed up on the road that are actually performing relatively well in this game, namely campaign. 12 points isn't a lot, but 12 points in 12 minutes, going 2 of 3 from three point range, posting a plus three and this plus minus. Like you just needed better minutes from guys like that, and you really got it for Phoenix. And now mm-hmm. they lead 3 2 going back on the road. Yeah, did, did you end up taking the points with the Pelicans here? Yeah. I yeah. thought you did, mm-hmm. taking the six and a half last night. And you could. Uh, just tell us one of those games where Chris Paul and the Suns uh, showed up and, uh, you know, they held off every Pelicans attempt to uh, rally in the second half. So I'm, I'm not that surprised the Suns won the game, but I didn't play that one last night. It's um, it's interesting how Chris Middleton's absence has not really impacted the Bucks at all in the series. No. Devin Booker's absence has made a difference for the Suns, but even without him again last night, they find a way to win a game by 15 points at home. The uh, the opponent also helps, right? The Chicago Bulls are a uh, a very lesser opponent, we'll call it, than the Pelicans. I know Aaron Renning, who's an NBA, a professional NBA better, who's on with us a lot, hasn't respected the Bulls much all season. But there was a stretch this season where they looked pretty good. Yeah. Why are they so bad now? Well, I, I think personally, it's just that like all of their flaws have just kind of, and they're injured, right? Like Alex Caruso has been banged up once. The ball has not been there for the, for this uh, good chunk of the time uh, down the stretch of the regular season. 
But I always kind of thought that Chicago was just playing above their head when they were really mm-hmm. looking good. And I don't know if you remember, there was a point at the beginning of the regular season where I was consistently betting against them, getting my face caved in because I was like, they're they're continuing to cover these numbers and they're continuing to win these games when I don't think they really should be. Personally, I think that Chicago just kind of became the team that they really were this entire time. Right. A flawed defensive team who can't really protect the rim, uh, a team that does have its issues offensively in the way that they play. They don't take a lot of three-point shots. They're a good three-point shooting team, but they don't take a lot of mid-range shots, relying on mid-range scoring. We've seen it with DeMar DeRozan. I mean, I wrote about it today. In this series, they're taking over 25%, over a quarter of their attempts have come from long mid-range, which is like the free throw line to the three-point line. That's like the most inefficient area of the floor that you can operate offensively, well, that's and that's what like, they're doing. That's kind of like DeMar DeRozan's game, right? Right, exactly. And so, like, the, the Bucks are just – they're content with allowing – don't take three-pointers. You don't want to. That's fine. You can have that area of the floor, and you can shoot from there. We'll come up, and we'll contest those, and we'll go from there. But, yeah. All right, let's look ahead okay. in these series. And uh, tell me what you like on the board, because we talked a little bit yesterday about the Sixers and the Raptors. And uh, I want to bet the Raptors in game six, but I'm not sure I want to take plus one and a half pregame. I might just lie, bet the Raptors and try to get a better number. What are you trying to uh, target here in the games coming up tonight or tomorrow? So I'll say for Philly, Toronto, I am already invested in Toronto to win the series. So I, I would, I'm going to say got plus 165, plus 165. So uh, I do like their, their chances here. But as we talked about the other day uh, in game three, you were catching two in game four, you were catching five or excuse me, you were catching three. So you weren't, you're not getting the same number here that you would have at the beginning of the series when mm-hmm. they went back to Toronto. So I'm with you. If you're going to bet it, I'd sit back, see if you can get a better number in game. More than likely, you should be able to at some point in this one. I will say that the Thursday night game, and I this was a number grab because I figured that this is going to start to move, and it has. I took two and a half with Utah, uh, even though I love the Dallas Mavericks and, and think they are clearly the better team in this series. And uh, right now, Yep, and it's down to pick. It's funny. Like, I love how the market reacts to certain things, and this is always a really good example of it. So yesterday we get the report that Donovan Mitchell's hamstring, MRI comes back negative. More than likely he's going to play. Market doesn't budge. Market still sits there. Dallas minus 2.5 on the road. So I grab 2.5 with Utah thinking, once this news starts to really get out there, this is going to start to shift back to uh, Utah's direction. I mean, think about it. Utah was an 8.5 point favorite over this team at home in game three. Because Luka Doncic wasn't playing. Sure. Now, all of a sudden, they were two-and-a-half-point underdog because of the news around Mitchell. So oh, I grabbed two-and-a-half. Eight-and-a-half was a bad number. Though. Right, it was. But I grabbed two-and-a-half figuring the market was going to move back. And sure enough, yeah, we're, like, we're, we're down to like pick now, essentially, in that game. I don't know. I don't want anything to do with the Jazz. Oh, I to me, it's just grabbing the best number because I, I figured that was going to move and they'd go off as a favorite. Uh-huh. So now I'm in a pretty good position where we'll see what the market does by the time we get to tip off. But that, that's purely the motivation behind that one. But you're right. Like they, they can't defend the three-point line. They no. just shot three for thirty from three-point range in the previous game, and yep. their and their star player, supposed star Donovan Mitchell, looks like he's checked out of the series. He was terrible in that game. What do you have? Nine points. Some would say that's because terms. he was huh? he was injured. But I think he's looked bad defensively this entire series too. Uh, he, um, he's he's been bad in this series. Yes, but the, they can he's, say he's had a couple good halves, and that's about it. I, I mean. You're preaching to the choir. I think what Jason Kidd has done with this team defensively, how well they have played this team, the Utah Jazz, getting them off the three-point line. It's a team that wants to shoot threes, and they're not allowing, uh, not allowing them to do it. They're just right. funneling them in the middle of the floor. Like, they've done such a good job. And Luka Doncic, the thought that the Mavericks didn't want Doncic on the floor. I know that was a storyline after they lost game four with Doncic back. Who, who, was, who was promoting that story? Oh, there was a lot. I know Gil asked me about it the other day uh, in terms of maybe not having Luka Doncic on the floor for the Jazz. Well, there was a lot of think pieces out there like maybe they're better suited without Luka against this Jazz team. People were saying that oh, Mavericks yeah. were better off without Luka? In just this matchup. Oh, yeah. Do these people watch uh, basketball? <laughs> Trust me. I read. Uh, I clicked a couple of headlines. I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. But uh, I think we all saw that go down. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Brad Bix <laughs> joins us next. That's hilarious. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Slow and steady wins stacks of cash. Join the old Forrester Turtle Derby Challenge and compete for your share $5,000 into the free-to-play pool. Make your Turtle Derby predictions for a shot at your share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Old Forrester to get in on the action. Old Forrester never gets old. 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's continue our conversation around the NFL draft. Uh, nice enough to uh, give us some time today. Brad Biggs covering the Bears since 2001, Chicago Tribune. Uh, let's talk about mock drafts, Brad, and we'll start with your top pick. Are, are you in here on Trayvon Walker being the first overall selection by the Jacksonville Jaguars by the time we get to Thursday? I mean, it sounds like uh, that's the direction it's trending. Um, you would ask me back in February, I would have figured that Jacksonville would have been in for one of the uh, talented offensive tackles in this draft. But as everybody knows, the franchise tag can't franchise tag Cam Robinson. And of course I uh, have now uh, reached an agreement with him on a multi-year contract. So um, they got to go defense here. And, and Trayvon Walker is a guy with uh, a lot of flexibility in terms of what you can do with him uh, up front, but that's a roster that needs help. Uh, across the board, gentlemen. Yeah, that's true, and that's also true with the Detroit Lions, another team you see a lot in the NFC North. If Aiden Hutchinson drops, and it looks like he is, do you certainly expect the Detroit Lions to take Hutchinson, the Michigan defensive end, at number two? I'm looking at your uh, latest mock draft here. We'll talk a little bit about that. But do you, right now, do you think Hutchinson would go number two? Yeah, I think so, I, and and it makes sense for a lot of reasons. Maybe the the greatest being – I think he's the kind of player that uh, that fits uh, kind of the mold and image that the coach Dan Campbell is trying to uh, instill and develop a step further in year two with the Lions. So Hutchinson, there, uh, that's a uh, that's a team that's really struggled uh, to get after the quarterback on defense. They haven't had a uh, a good edge rusher since uh, Ziggy Ansah was in his prime. So they've been in search for a while now. Hutchinson there is a player that can step in and help them out immediately. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Biggs. And if you look at his Twitter page, you'll see the NFL schedules coming out on May 12th. That's been announced. I always look forward to that. And uh, Brad's covered the Bears for uh, a long time at the Chicago Tribune since 2001. Uh, You've seen the Packers and uh, how they've operated with Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, it's frustrated Rodgers. Do you think they're on the same page now? Do you expect, would you be stunned if uh, the Packers don't take a receiver with one of their two first-round picks? And how did you mock the Packers' picks? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, they've got to get the guy a quarterback in the first round now, right? And <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's on the same page. Aaron Rodgers wasn't surprised when the Devontae Adams situation unfolded and developed. I, I think both those guys, uh, kind of came to the realization, hey, I'm going to get mine, you go get yours, right? And and so uh, they're at peace with that. You, you look at uh, what Green Bay needs. Obviously, they need uh, wide receivers. 
I mocked uh, Chris Olave from uh, from Ohio State to them. Um, ton of speed, can be a playmaker. Uh, but Traylon Burks from Arkansas, maybe he fits for them. Uh, I don't know how they feel about Jahan Doxson uh, from Penn State. You would imagine Garrett Wilson, Drake London are both off the board. I think Jamison Williams uh, is probably off the board for before Green Bay uh, is on the clock. Uh, it wouldn't stun you if they double-dipped, but I look at uh, Green Bay Packers' roster right now. You consider the fact that Zadarius Smith uh, is no longer there, and they, and they, they need some help uh, with an edge rusher. So I went with uh, George Karloftis, the defensive end from Purdue at 28 to Green Bay. Uh, I've seen some of the over-under uh, projections for Karloftis, and I, and I think um, – over is probably probably the way I would go, and certainly that's how it would fall if he lasted until the 28th pick to Green Bay. Yeah, Carl Loftus, by the way, his uh, his draft position prop opened at 16.5. I bet it over 18.5, and, and now you're finding 22.5 uh, at a lot of spots. And the Packers pick number 22 and 28. Uh, Brad, you know, you mentioned, obviously, well, you've covered the Chicago Bears for a long time, so I'm sure you have an idea of what Lovey Smith likes to do as a coach. Uh, what do you expect from Houston with this third selection? And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot in terms of what they're tied to, and I've been kind of of the mindset that these top three edge rushers go uh, one, two, three, in whatever order. Would Lovey Smith go edge rusher, defense? What do you think the Texans and he do there with that third pick? Well, you know, that's an interesting situation because Man, that's another team that needs help everywhere. Like, like seriously, blindfold yourself and throw a dart. Uh, as long as you hit the board, you're going to hit a position they need help at, right? And and so, picking at three and picking at thirteen, they've got an opportunity to get themselves two players. Um, I I kind of like these offensive linemen a lot. Um, so so I gave them uh, Ekwanu from from North Carolina State at at three, uh, and he can certainly help them, but would it stun you if they went Javon Thibodeau there? And and guys at 13, I had him getting Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State, because I know Ed Lovey would certainly like to get some help uh, pressuring the quarterback. I don't know that he lasts until 13. In fact, that might might be about as far as he would go. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, and is, is could Houston potentially trade down? I I, I don't know. Um, another name mind there. If they do go offensive lineman, it's Charles Cross. I've had some people tell me they're uh, of the belief that Cross will be a top five pick mm-hmm. Thursday night. Uh, where he goes into what team, not sure, but but some people believe he's going to find himself. Uh, in the top five. It's interesting. I've heard top five for him. I've also heard he might slide to number 15. You never know, but you're hearing a lot of conflicting information about a lot of these players. Brad, uh, Todd McShay on ESPN said yesterday that he doesn't think a quarterback's going, what'd you say, JBT? What was the top top 18? Top 19. Uh, I've also seen other guys mocking four quarterbacks in the top 10. Where do you stand (laughs) on the quarterbacks, how soon they come off the board, and how many go in the first round? Well, there's not going to be four quarterbacks that go in the first round, guys, and and I, and I think I, I think there's a there's a decent chance we only have two uh, going round one. Although there's a premium on them, and if you need one, you get desperate. I, th- I think the conversation probably needs to begin at number six with the Carolina Panthers, and that's. Um, you know, that, that's kind of a layered conversation. Does the owner, David Tepper, pressure the GM, Scott Fitterer, quarterback this year, right? I mean, how many of these quarterbacks the last couple of years have we heard the Panthers were in on? We, Deshaun Watson, they certainly uh, were in on him. Um, so is the pressure from above to get a quarterback? And if so, does that happen at six or, or can Fitterer somehow uh, – trade down to get himself uh, a little more draft capital and, and still be comfortable in, in fulfilling the orders from up top. And I'm not saying the owner is doing that, but you have to wonder if that's happening in Carolina. So, you know, could, could the Panthers move into the, 
you know, 10 to 15 range and, and fire on a, a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett at that point. I mock Malik Willis to him at six. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. it, it's really easy to be wrong on like 29 of 32 mock draft <laughs> pick selections. Uh-huh. If you want to get really wrong, you, you start inventing make-believe trades on where you things where you think things are going to happen, and then you can do a complete sweep. You can go 32 for 32 and get them all wrong. Yeah, so this is going to be especially difficult to uh, nail many picks in this mock draft. Brad, we got about a minute left. I know you got to run. How many wide receivers do you have going in the first round? Oh, boy, I'd have to count them up real quick. But, you know, I've on the cusp. Round one, you know, I had Alave going to, uh, to the Packers at 22. I, you would have to think that the Chiefs are in the market. So, Doxson, uh, one of the guys on the on the cusp there is probably going to be uh, Christian Watson, right, of North Dakota State. Does Sky Moore sneak in uh, to round one? Looks like I had three, four, five. I had six mm-hmm. going uh, in round one, guys. That's what I've got as well, JVT. All right, Brad, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy the draft, guys. Thanks, man. You too. Brad Biggs, again, over Chicago Tribune. Bears do not have a first-round pick. Uh, Bears have a lot of needs. But I I would expect them to draft a receiver in the second or third round. I mean, Uh, as as deep as this class seems to be, you'll probably be able to get a a guy who's going to be able to impact your roster in the second round. I think so. I think you're going to be able to get a really good receiver in the second or third round, which is why I don't think – you know, I know some people are saying, well, there's going to be maybe seven or eight wide receivers. I don't see that happening because you're still going to have a chance to get a really good wide receiver in the second or third. Yep. All right, yeah, let's continue the conversation around the draft because I've got some uh, some news and reports I want to throw at Matt, see what he thinks about what we're hearing about some of these uh, quarterbacks, other positions, the sixth pick, which some believe the draft begins there. does seem more and more like a quarterback is not going to go with that selection. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. VSIN NFL draft betting guide is mock drafts analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the VSIN NFL betting guide today for only 10 bucks. Go to VSIN.com slash draft. If you're out here in Las Vegas, uh, you've got four hours. 5.30 p.m. Pacific time or is it 5 p.m. Pacific time? 5 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so you got you actually got uh, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours to get in your draft bets. And if you're at the South Point, you can't get in any draft bets. Chris Andrews here at the South Point closed the draft prop betting yesterday morning. Okay. We did. Okay. I'm not I, I asked for an ex- I asked for an explanation uh, from Vinny and Chris, and I didn't really get an explanation uh, but the, the betting limits were $500 out here, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think you get hurt that bad. Maybe you just don't want to get hurt at all. Yep. And uh, felt like it was better to take them off the board. I had somebody at a competing book text me last night and say, for all the crap that people are giving the Westgate and Circa for not putting up draft props, where are the South Point props? Yeah, I said, actually, the South Point put out, and I got them here just for proof if you haven't seen them. South Point put out, Two pages of uh, draft props last what Thursday? Yeah, is that when we were put in? Put them here? up a little early. Yeah, they put them earlier before the uh, the other Vegas books. But they were down for a while on Monday, and then uh, Chris took them down for good uh, Tuesday morning. So okay. uh, South Point does not have draft uh, betting available. Westgate and Circa had limited menus. They put up Monday around noon. Uh, the guy who's really done the best job on this is Chuck Esposito at Red yes. Rock. Chuck loves the draft. He said, uh, you know, just keep limits low, manage your liability. Put him up. He put a lot of stuff up early, too. He's put, he putting up new props yesterday. Yep. He put up a prop on uh, how many trades will be made involving uh, picks in the first round of the draft. Okay. Do you want to guess? I'll go, did he put it at four and a half? Well, there, there's a different, there are different odds in every number. Oh, okay, if you okay, think okay. there are going to be zero trades Is it involving problem? a first round pick, the odds are 40 to one. Okay. If you think they're going to be two trades, you can get ten to one. One trade, eighteen to one. Okay. So what's the uh, what's the what's the favorite then in that prop? The index. Uh, the favorite on that prop is uh, 
Five trades at two to one. Okay, so four and a half for my over under wasn't too bad. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, you want some news? The tidbits that I've been reading about so far. Uh, let's see. This is from Todd McShay uh, on the Houston Texans. He says might be the most interesting pick in part because the Texans, you know, any number of needs. Blah 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 blah. Um, while work, uh, let's see. Uh, there is a chance that they are going to be deciding here between uh, NC State offensive tackle Ekem Eka Ekwunu. No, he's talking gonna, about which team. Uh, the Houston Texans. Okay. Or uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who make a lot of sense. Uh, those are the top two names that he's been hearing. And that report was from who? Todd McShay. Todd McShay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you hear a lot of different reports from different reporters. And uh, there are a lot of people reporting that Derek Stingley is the guy that Texans are targeting at number three, the cornerback from LSU. Theoretically fits better with the defensive scheme of one Lovey Smith. You know what? And this is a draft with no true number one pick. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of guys who are very similar at the in the top ten, and it all depends on what your needs are. If you feel like Derek Stingley is a next level athlete who who can be an elite cornerback in the NFL, maybe you take him number three. Obviously, the Texans need a lot of help. They need offensive line. They need edge rushers. They need corners. Uh, where do you start? And they've got two of the top thirteen picks, by yep. the way. And this is a deep edge rusher draft, so maybe you could hold off on the edge rusher and take him with the 13th pick or the offensive lineman. I think the guy who probably makes the most sense is uh, NC State offensive lineman, Iquano. Yeah. I think he probably makes the most sense for the Texans. Stingley right there, I would love to see that pick. I'd love considering uh, that's what I have a bet on, Stingley to go to the Texans at number three. I'd like to see that happen. I still think it's coin flip at this point, but don't you think it's going to be Stingley or Iquano? I think it makes sense. I keep going back Thibodeau. to – in play. I, I think I keep going back to like when, and this is like tying to how they want to build their team. Um, but like if you're Lovey Smith and you're building up this defense, I mean, adding a, a top tier edge rusher in like a corner, if you go that direction three, and then maybe do trade up if Stingley's looks like he's going to go early, whatever it is from 13. But yeah, the, the when those those defenses under Lovey Smith have been at their best, it's when you have a four man rush and corners that you really trust, and you might be able to check both of those boxes. With both of those picks, in depending on how the order you go, yeah, right? that's true too. You know, I, a lot of, depends on what the Detroit Lions do at number two. Mm-hmm. So it, it sure looks like it's going to be Trayvon Walker to the Jaguars at number one. At this point, you're going to be really surprised if that happens. If you look at the way the uh, the numbers have been moved on these props, Walker's now basically like at minus two fifty favorite to go number one, yep. and Aiden Hutchinson, you got to lay three fifty uh, for him over one and a half on his draft position. So. Uh, looks like he's going to be there for the Lions at number two. If they take him, man, the Texans are going to have a tough decision there. You take Thibodeau, yep. Stingley, Iquano. you got three great options right there at number three. Who do you take? Uh, the Lions might also take Thibodeau at number two. All right. Thibodeau could be number one. You never That's know. That's why, you know, when you say the draft starts at six, <laughs> I think it's, it, starts I, it starts at, at one, one or two. Right. Starts at one or two. Right. There's an argument that it could be three. If if it, if the odds go as we expect, which is right now, it would be uh, Walker and then uh, Hutchinson. Then the draft would start at three. But regardless, the point stands that we have no idea what's going on. Uh, from from also from McShay, Carolina Panthers number six. All signs pointing toward the Panthers going with an offensive tackle at number six. Quarterback a long shot here, save for a potential trade down. Panthers extremely high on cross. Can't confirm he's their top tackle, but it's possible that Cross is the selection at number six. <laughs> okay. So that's another report there. Uh, and then this is the one I wanted to throw at you because I, I find this pretty intriguing. So a lot of the mock drafts, and I think at number eight, you had a wide receiver going, right, to the Falcons at number eight? I do. I I feel like that's that's obviously a possibility. I think as McShay notes in his latest report, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus as their current number one wide receiver, like listed on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. But it's also a team that really needs a lot of talent. Well, they took Kyle Pitts. And they took Kyle Pitts last, last year, year, but he's, he's kind of like, like a, a hybrid yeah. wide receiver tight end, but more of a tight end. But I think really when you look at it, like isn't there a possibility that they skip on wide receiver altogether and just go with offensive line, defensive? I what about Thibodeau? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go offensive line. But, or if Thibodeau slides, right? A lot of people think they came on Thibodeau sliding. If Thibodeau's there at eight, you don't think he's gone at eight for the uh, Atlanta oh. Falcons? I just think for me, I, I've kind of drifted away I don't think the Giants from, would let him get by number seven. I don't yeah. think Thibodeau's – I think his floor is number seven for the Giants. But, but, like, my whole point is, like, I've kind of steered away from the, the Falcons actually going wide receiver at eight. I just – for a team of where they're at now, I don't know if eight after taking Kyle Pitts – what was he, fourth last year? I don't think that's really impacting your team the way that it is No, but, you know, this goes back to a discussion we had last year at this time, and you were kind of on the other side of this discussion, which was – 
do you take Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell oh. if you're the Bengals' number five? I, I feel like when you're drafting in the top ten, you gotta you got to take impact players, mm-hmm. guys who can make plays and can, who can win games for you. And that's why I wouldn't take an offensive lineman necessarily unless I had a – a serious need for an offensive lineman. The Falcons have a lot of needs. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm the Falcons, I'm going edge rusher or wide receiver. Yeah. You got you got to have a guy who can make plays and help you win games. And uh, if you're drafting in the top ten, you got to take full advantage of those picks. And that's why, you know, a year ago you were against the Bengals taking Panay Sewell, and you right. were right. Jamar Chase was the right pick for yep. the Bengals. He helped him get to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1988. Right. Yep. So I, I think the Falcons still need playmakers. And when you're picking this high, I think that's where you should look. And maybe that's an edge rusher and not a wide receiver. I think it's kind of a coin flip between the two positions. Jermaine Johnson? It could be. It could be him. Because he seems to be solidly inside the top ten. No? Right. So at number eight, it would make a lot of sense for the Falcons. who, I, Like you said, they need everything. And I, I think like when you're talking. Offensive line is not where I'd be looking in the top ten, though. It, let me ask you if, because you have a better read on this than I do. So you mentioned the Jamar Chase-Pinay-Sewell thing. To me, that was you have the best wide receiver prospect versus the top-tier offensive lineman prospect. Mm-hmm. The more impactful guy is going to be Jamar Chase. Is the guy who could potentially be going number eight, is he grayed out similarly to Jamar Chase? Is he, is he going to be that impactful of a wide receiver? Uh, he could be. Let's say if you take Jamison Williams, why right. not? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't Jamison Williams be that guy? Maybe it's Garrett Wilson, whoever you rate. Wilson, yeah. Drake London, whatever. Those those are the top three wide receivers. Jamison Williams could be a big-time impact player. Wilson's draft position is eight and a half, right? I think yeah. it's like right there at that essentially. Or you think about Jamison uh, Williams of Alabama before his injury. He was considered the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I would think he could be that type of impact player at number eight. You, you know, I understand the importance of uh, building the interior of your defensive line and offensive line. But you can do that in the second round, third round, fourth round. You can do that in free agency. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. You don't have to draft to those positions in the top 10 or top 20. I'm, and I'm against that. I think you have to look for playmakers when you're drafting in the top 10 or top 20. And the Bengals did that with Jamar Chase. How many, you know, I like Panay Sewell a lot as a player. How many games did the Lions win last year because There's of Panay Sewell? Right. Well, I also I think the conversation is different too because the Bengals had a quarterback of the sure. future. The Falcons do not. Well, have a quarterback they got Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that's true. What are you talking about? Uh, last nugget on, from <laughs> some of these uh, these things I've been reading from McShay. Uh, latest on the quarterback class, as I said, uh, his sources don't believe there's a team in the top 19, and this has been a rumor that's been swirling around. But uh, the Tennessee Titans at number 26th would be an intriguing spot that could potentially go quarterback. Yeah, I think the Steelers still have to look quarterback. I know offensive McShay's line. McShay's been and, high on the Steelers being in on like Malik, Malik Willis. Willis and pulling it, pulling the Patriots from last year, right? Just sitting back and going, "Let's see if our guy slides to us." They it, it worked for the Patriots. They might. I, I do think the Titans be Titans look like a team that will draft offensive line or quarterback. Uh, when I was going through the mock draft, that's that's what I thought. You could see. The run on quarterbacks, JBT, could be at the end of the first round. It could actually happen. It's uh, that way. Guys. I put all, I put most of my NFL draft uh, plays up on Twitter late last night. I actually added a few bets this morning when I woke up, went through some props. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. 
Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. You ready for a fresh start, a real fresh start with lasting change? Take the Zen 10 challenge, switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days of your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at ZYN.com slash one zero. Zen nicotine pouches only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine warning. Product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, best bets. Recap from yesterday, Matt. Uh, Pelicans plus six and a half. Uh, solid game. You like to, I like to watch the Pelicans play. Uh, I've been hi- kind of harping on them as a pretty decent team since before the end of the regular season. And mm-hmm. I, th- I, uh, I hope that a lot of people have actually sat down to watch the series. Cause this has been a fun series and uh, a lot of good young players on this Pelicans team for a team that was getting a lot of flack for the way that they built things up, but they ultimately don't cover in a solid affair. They're still sitting on Raptors over the 76ers plus one well, I'm rooting for you with the Raptors. That would be a great story. If the Raptors Ooh. can come back and win that series after being yeah. down three Oh, getting beat by a three pointer at the buzzer in overtime in game three. Can you imagine I mean, if that just went different? If they, if oh, pressure should hits his free throws at the end of regulation in that game and how that changes. Just saying, I, I hear you, but just like, did, did he miss three or four? Did OG, Oh, I mean, Yachua had two free throws at the end of regulation that he yeah. missed both. Yeah, of them. he missed both. Yeah, yeah, it did not go. Well. <laughs> hey, just like when they were down three nothing, and they're you know they're only down three two now. That Raptors over 76ers plus one sixty five that will stay there. You want to know why? Because it's still alive, baby. Yeah, it's still alive. Uh, no best bets for today. And like we mentioned, we talked about uh, the numbers long gone, but uh, did take that two and a half with Utah just grabbing a number, and I'm sure Utah should close about. I made it minus one and a half, so we'll see if uh, that's okay. where it gets to. All right, quick look at NFL draft uh, props here. And if uh, you subscribe to VSEN and you get the email, I've got 20 plays up there on the email today. That's almost a complete list. I did add a few this morning, but uh, uh, go ahead and scroll through those, all the pages, because we've um, talked about many of these here in the past two weeks, and I don't want to spend too much time rehashing. We don't have a lot of time on this show. So uh, Derek Stingley to be the first cornerback drafted, plus 250. That's one I haven't talked about much, but Stingley. Is going to be an important guy for me. Um, you know, some of the uh, the props that I added, keep scrolling through those plays, by the way. I'm going to um, – we've got – I think we got four pages of Alabama receiver Jamison Williams under 13.5. Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State, under 38.5 plus 115. Uh, I've got, you know, some – some props involving quarterbacks here at the end. And this is one I really like, but the price has been jacked up on it. Malik Willis to be drafted before Kenny Pickett, minus 160. And yeah. uh, I bet that, I think, at the Westgate two days ago, that price is up to like two over $2 now. But I, Really? I, it was like, yeah, minus 150 just eight, like not even a day ago. Yeah. yeah. I really I really like Willis to go before Pickett, who's sliding, and uh, I think he's could slide into the 20s somewhere. Matt Corral drafted before Desmond Ritter. That's kind of a coin flip. Uh these two Georgia defensive players are really rising up the boards in terms of uh, the betting proposition numbers changing. Mm-hmm. Lewis Sign, draft position, I played under 35.5, and, and Quay Walker, outside linebacker, under 39.5, plus 105. And it uh, looks like Walker could slip into the late first round. So Georgia could have Trayvon Walker and Quay Walker uh, both go in the first round of this draft. You know, JBT, we talked about this one. I thought it was interesting. I wanted to mention it quickly. Nevada quarterback Carson Strong. His prop opened at circa, I think, at 90 and a half. Yeah. And we both thought, oh, that's that's too low. He's going to go later than that. He's going to be – well, when it got up to 122 and a half, I decided to play it under. Okay. Uh, I saw Cynthia Freeland on the NFL Network had Carson Strong ranked as her 90th prospect. And you know, I, I do think his – as teams reach for quarterbacks, they're 
Carson Strong's got a decent chance to go late in the third round, uh, early fourth round. So under 122.5 puts him in that uh, position. So that was one I added. Also, I was trying to remember what I played this morning, but uh, I did add yesterday Aiden Hutchinson to go over 1.5 on his draft position, but I actually laid 225 on that. I think 225 or 250, and that's up around 350. So it's kind of tough to play that, but it'll be interesting to see where Carson Strong goes in this draft. Anyway, all 20 plays that I had made as of last night were up on the VSIN email. Check it out. Also, also the lead on story on vcin.com. So if you go to vcin.com, uh, the first link on the right column, that'll be uh, Matt Human's story with all the, be- the draft picks. So. That's right. vcin.com's also got daily market reports from JVT on the NBA, Adam Burke on MLB, and uh, we've got a daily NHL report up there as well. Adam Burke does a really good job breaking down baseball on a daily basis. You should read his reports at uh, vcin.com. And uh, also Scott Seidenberg's a pretty good baseball handicapper. Late at night, he's putting content up on the website. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the Yankees a little bit. Their offense has busted out here in the last couple of days. Just... I wanted to talk about Anthony Rizzo had a three-homer game last night. JVT, he took advantage of the short porch in right field. Did you see the three homers that he hit last night for the Yankees? Yes. yes Two of them were classic Yankee Stadium home runs <laughs> in right field. Rizzo had his first career three-homer game last night. His three blasts totaled 1,051 feet. That's not a lot no, when you think not. about three homers. This is from ESPN Stats and Info. There have been 177 three-homer games since 2006. So in the last 15 years, Rizzo's total distance was the shortest of the 177 three-homer games. Yep. Uh, but the Yankees offense has busted out the last two days. They got a really good start from Luis Severino, and the Yankees have won uh, six out of seven. So. By the way, that's a, that's becoming a common sentence, by the way. What's that? A good start from Luis Severino. Yeah, He's I, gotten off to a pretty good start this season. If the Yankees could uh, get Garrett Cole to be consistent, uh, the top of the rotation looked really good because the Yankees' bullpen looks pretty good. So mm-hmm. Anyway, how about this? I looked up the preseason uh, home run title odds at the Westgate Superbook, and here's your major league leaders at this point. Anthony Rizzo has eight. He was at 300-1 odds. I know a guy who's got a small bet on Rizzo at 300-1. Jock Peterson, C.J. Crone, Byron Buxton, and Ozzie Albies all with six homers. Yeah. Look at the odds on those guys. All between 100-1 and 300-1 to lead the major leagues in homers. Obviously, it's very early here in the first month, but a pretty good chance to hit a long shot on the home run title bet this season. Off to a good start. Off to a very good start. Speaking of Adam Burke, by the way, did you see where he's at? What do you mean? Uh, Burke is not here. He's oh, out in Anaheim. Watching the Angels. Let's talk about Shohei yeah. Otani, who uh, makes his start tonight for the Angels. What do you expect from uh, Shohei? Uh, I would expect some uh, relatively solid things, at least in terms of the ability to make this uh, Cleveland Guardians lineup uh, swing and miss. I mean, Otani, though, when you have looked at um, – the outings up to this point, we only have three, but it has largely been peaks and valleys, like literally, right? You get the uh, start against Houston, the first time out, he strikes out nine, looks incredible, only walks one and allows one over four and two thirds. And then his other start against Houston, which he struck out 12 and, and only walked one over six. But in between there is a road start at Texas where he didn't really look that great. Three, two thirds, only struck out five. Um, I would say you're obviously going somewhere there in between, but I think that he's got a pretty good opportunity to give you about five and uh, you know, I'll go with about six strikeouts or so. I think he's in a pretty good spot here to have a good outing against the uh, Guardians, whose lineup has been eh, somewhat quiet in this series early on against the Angels, the pitching staff up to this point. Yeah, it's interesting. I noticed it's circle last night this open minus 199, and it's still minus 199. It's not moved one cent uh, in favor of the Angels. Total of uh, seven and a half. Angels did bounce back here a little bit the last couple days after a really disappointing couple of games against Baltimore over the weekend. Yeah, but I think I think the question, too, is, uh, like, Zach Plesak's get on, gotten off to a really good start for Cleveland, uh-huh. and the Angels lineup has been just as inconsistent as you can kind of expect. Yeah. You know, the, we were laughing. Our friend Dave Sherapin shared an edited tweet of Mike Trout uh, kind of getting underneath a ball and it going out of the park. In reality, <laughs> that was a Cleveland game the other day. He went for a triple. It was a leadoff triple. Right. They didn't get anything out of that. So it goes to show you how inconsistent this lineup has been for Anaheim. So, I would be wary of betting anything over the total. Their bullpen's been just as solid. Otani's facing a bad lineup, and they've been inconsistent. You're taking on Plesak. I would think that this is going to be one of those lower-scoring games, and obviously that is kind of reflecting it in the number because it's at 7.5. 
Let's talk about the Reds yeah. quickly, can we? The uh, the Reds actually won a game on uh, Sunday. Yeah. How bad are the Reds? I know some betters who are determined just to bet against the Reds every day. But you're going to lay some high prices if you're going to do that. So it's Padres-Reds tonight. Padres won last night in Cincinnati. Mackenzie Gore gets a start today, minus 170. And the Reds actually uh, hit Gore, I'll say reasonably hard, the second time through the order last weekend in San Diego. Uh, can you lay a buck seventy? I'm going to ask you. I, I think I know what your answer is going to be. Can you lay a buck seventy in this game? And can you stick with the theory that I'm just going to bet against the Reds every day because there are some betters who are doing that now? Uh, I would probably say no. I don't really like this Padres team. I don't. Well, it, without Fernando Tatis Jr., they just don't have much pop in the in the lineup right now. They, so I would say no, but I would say then on the other side, Vlad Gutierrez. The uh, the numbers haven't been good to start, and the underlying numbers are even worse for him. So I think you're you're laying an apt price, but I would tend to stay away from it for the San Diego Padres personally. Not a big fan of them. Okay. You gonna lay it? Nah. No. No. The, right. the Reds are rotten. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're really, really bad, and it's tempting to bet against them most days. But I'm not gonna lay a buck seventy in this game tonight. All right, we're all done. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. The draft is here. Until then, enjoy Vsin and everything we have to offer up at the website. And my guys are the desk. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.